Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica, a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. We've always been intrigued by stories of disappearances, whether it's a fraudster from the 17th century who kept evading the authorities or a novelist who taunted the Nazis and faked her own death. We all want to know what happened next. To find out, listen to Womanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, hello, everybody. You have found us. It is me, Rosie O'Donnell, star of the Flintstones. How are you? Are you doing well? It's Christmas time in the city. Very excited. Lots of things going on. I spend a lot of time online buying gifts to be sent to New York because that's where I'm doing Christmas with all my children and family and Jackie and her kids. And I just, I can't wait. I absolutely love Christmas time. I I don't like all the stress of uh, gifts specific for people, you know. My son, Parker, has a new partner, and uh, I've yet to meet her. And so, I'm purchasing gifts for her because she's coming for Christmas, and I've never met her. So, I'm hoping that I'm just randomly guessing. Parker told me she liked the color purple, so trust me, it's purple everything. And, um, and I can't wait, you know. Uh, what can I say? What's happening in the news? Norman Lear. Oh, what can we say about Norman Lear? Only he was just the greatest humanitarian, the greatest television producer, writer. He died at 101, and I uh, was lucky enough to know him and to have had dinner with him and uh, spent some time with him, and and he was lovely. He was so lovely. And uh, his wife, lovely. And, and you know, uh, what can you say about somebody who sort of changed everything for the world? I mean, he reframed what you could or couldn't do on TV while entertaining by introducing political and social themes to sitcoms, right? Before All in the Family, television basically portrayed white family life as happy and content. Remember, leave it to Beaver, Hazel. TV avoided raising issues about discrimination, misogyny, homophobia, you know, reality, basically. And in 1971, when I was nine years old, uh, he changed everything. He found a way to hold up a mirror to society, to make us all laugh and to see ourselves and our own bigotry and ignorance. I mean, Archie Bunker. Hey there, read it to the store and the fruit and nuts out there. 
But I just loved him. I really did. What can I say? He did All in the Family, Sanford and Sons, Maud, which was, to my, in my opinion, one of the greatest sitcoms ever on, next to All in the Family. Good Times, The Jeffersons, One Day at a Time, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Different strokes. You could keep going so many. And what an amazing life he lived. And People for the American Way is his organization and trying to bring um, attention to civics and to uh, civil society and, and inspire people to, to be humanitarians and political activists. And I am forever in his debt, I think, as we all are. So, Godspeed to you there, Norman Lear. Good old Norman Lear. Um, I wanted to tell you that I am on Family Feud on December 13th, and I thought that it was last night. So, my brother Eddie, who is the oldest and the bossiest, he called and said, um, you know, we're on Family Feud. And I was like, when? He's like, tonight. I'm like, are you kidding? He said, no. So I do this whole post about tonight we're on Family Feud, complete with photos of Vivi and Jackie and my godchild Katie and my niece Allie. You know, and it's wrong. It wasn't on last night. And and uh, Eddie, like, called me specifically to tell me. So, of course, I made this post. And about four hours later, I get a call from Vivi, who is somewhere with her friends in college, laughing hysterically, going, Mom, you are not on tonight, and neither am I. We're not on until December 13th. Why don't you fix it? You know, I just felt like somebody who had no cognitive ability left. I, I really did. But we got it. We got it done. And, uh, you know, it's on tomorrow, so that's the 13th, Wednesday the 13th, which is tomorrow. Um, you can watch me on Family Feud. I believe it's on ABC. I'm pretty sure, but I'm not positive. <laughs> but I'm not going to post about it because, frankly, I've done enough damage. Also, uh, Clay's school picture came in, and they are very adorable and actually looked at the camera, which is a huge plus. Eye contact not being the favorite thing of theirs. Well, we have a great show for you today. We really do. My conversation is with Annoyed Lemon. Now, you're going to say, who's Annoyed Lemon? Well, TikTok, about a year ago, I stumbled upon Annoyed Lemon, literally a lemon floating in space with big eyes, big lips, and I was immediately hooked. She's opinionated. She's funny. She's a great reviewer of books and biographies and especially memoirs. Um, Lemon, as she said I could call her, has 140,000 followers and talks about everything from everything. Her, her antics in the world, her being, uh, you know, a mom and having her own quirky Italian mother, Mama Lemon, as she calls her. She makes me laugh out loud. Plus, uh, you know, she's a really good person. She really is. And I had a fun chat with her, and I hope you enjoy it. Um, here we go. It, it's me, and from TikTok, my buddy, Annoyed Lemon. Hello, Annoyed Lemon. Hello. Oh, my How God. are you? I am so good. Thank you so much for having me on. First of all, I love your TikTok page. I, I don't know. What do you call it? Your your account? Your, I don't know. What are people calling what, it now? It I don't is. know my either. Account, I don't I either. I don't know what I'm doing well, what, on what it, every, by the way. What <laughs> everyone should know is 
all you get on the visual is a lemon yeah. with eyes and a mouth. Yes. Now explain to me how and why you came up with this idea. So I only started it in January of this year, so it hasn't been long. And it was really because I wanted to talk about stuff and not have my family see. <laughs> Interesting. Because I used to have a Facebook and an Instagram personal, right? Forever. Who yeah. doesn't? And right. I would talk about stuff and like I would go to a family function and they'd be like, oh, I saw you on Facebook talking about this. <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh. they're like, what do you think you're special talking about? Today? And I was like, you know what? I hate all of you. I don't really, but you know. And yeah, sure. I said, I'm going to make a tick. Well, what really sparked it was Prince Harry's memoir came out. Yes, and I loved fair. it so much. And there was. And you know what? So did I. And so much controversy around it. Yes. And so much on TikTok, people weren't getting, they didn't have all the context. And so my first TikTok was like stitching someone saying, it's a celebrity. I don't know if I, should. I stitched somebody who wasn't getting it right. And I let them know. Tell me, who, who was it? It was Miss Bethany Frankel. Oh, yeah. And she People was have making, lots of bad things to say about well, her. It was, it was, she was just making fun of the title. And she's like, oh, how, what a stupid title. And I stitched and said, actually, he's been called that since birth by right. his father, by his grandmother, the queen, by his, even his mother. Right. And, the, you know, and then it, I got it, my first TikTok ever, and it got all these views. And so I just continued answering the questions for people that's in it. And then that's and that's really what it was. And so is it because you happen to be listening to the Spare book? Because I know you like all your books on audio. Yes. And um, I actually read or listened to the Spare book because of what you had been saying about it. Yes. So then I'm like, I'm going to listen to this. Now, I have to tell you the truth, Lemon. And can I just call you yes, Lemon? Yes, please. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so, Lemon, um, I put on the audio books and I fall asleep. <laughs> I can't help myself. Like, I'm the kind of person, if I'm reading the book book, I will stay up really? until three or four in the morning because I can't stop, right? Yeah. But when, like, Harry with that accent, with oh, his, I loved you know, and he was talking to me, oh, and so to me, God, I, I was it. like, good night, you know? So <laughs> I had to only listen to it in the day or in the car. See, everyone's different, right? I can't yeah. do the book. I fall asleep from the book. No kidding. Yeah. So I loved hearing his voice. I was like, oh. Talking. No, I thought his voice was so beautiful. I yes. thought, you know, and I know that when people write big, fat, thick books like that, mm -hmm. that are exceptionally and beautifully written, they normally have someone help. But I don't care because everyone does it. Yeah, he has um, a very good ghostwriter. I actually read an article in the New York Times, his ghostwriter, and I forget about him right now, his name, talking about his experience being Harry's ghostwriter. And it was a beautiful article about what it means to be a ghostwriter and I appreciated yeah. that too because I never really, you never really hear from the ghostwriters, you know? So, yeah. No, ever. Yeah, it was nice. And that, so that's what really made me make a TikTok. And I didn't expect it to really, well, at, so I, I started TikTok with the lemon filter because I didn't want my family just being jerks to me because that's, you know, they bust my chops all the time. I thought it had to do with work, honestly. Oh, I don't work. I oh, work. I now. thought that you were at, some job and, and you thought you were going to get in trouble. Well, and so you came up with this lemon it's idea. It's more about, I did have a part-time job. I was working with a liquor rep at the time when I started. It was a friend. 
Mm. So that's part of it too. And I curse a lot and stuff like that. And then my husband's the real professional one. Actually, my husband knows you. How? But I'm going to try to talk about this in a way that doesn't expose me. Okay. <laughs> you have a you have a foundation for yes. kids on Broadway, right? Yes. For kids in uh, New York City. Yes. And one of the things we do is we we teach life lessons through learning uh, musical theater right. knowledge. Right. Many many years, you have a big gala. I won't say right. where in the city you did for in New York. Yes, and he he cooked for it every year. Oh, so I don't think you, he really met you, but when I well, told I always go in the kitchen and thank everybody. I always, yeah, yeah, you know, said, walk through yeah. when I so, do that event. Yeah, so and you didn't meet been, him one on one, but he said when I told him what I was doing, he's like, "Oh yeah, I cook for Rosie." I, I hang like, with oh. her. I hang with her once a year. I made her a fillet. Yeah. <laughs> so excellent. Now, how long have you been married? If you don't mind me asking, how are long? these lemon secrets no. or can I? Okay, uh, nine years. My daughter's nine. So we got married Nine. when she was uh, three months old. Excellent. And other children are just one? Just one. That's great. Yeah. And and what grade is that now? She's in fourth. Fourth, because my little one is in fifth. Okay. And uh, next year starts the middle school out here, right, six, seven, eight. Terrifying. You know? Yeah, same year, yeah, six, right? seven. Yeah, already I'm scared about it. Hard to believe. Yeah, it's a different They world. start looking like teenagers right in front of you. and Yeah. You don't know what to do, and all of a sudden they isolate in their room. Yeah. And we'll be right back with more lemon after this. Optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're gonna get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question, it's going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. <laughs> but it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily. 
as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, so you are the first person I've ever interviewed that I have no idea what their name is. I know, isn't you it know? so weird? It, it is It's weird. kind of fun. I didn't it's know. It's kind of fun in a way. And then now it's like a thing. You know, at first yeah. people wanted to know, what, why do you hide your face? You must be, you're Rachel McAdams. You're, da, da, da. I get that a lot. I'm like, okay, sure I am. <laughs> uh, you can confirm I'm nobody, nobody. And uh, You're a beautiful young woman <laughs> who's you. very smart and very funny and loves to listen to memoirs. I really do. And we're going to talk about some memoirs in a minute. Yes. But, um, yeah, so I, I, th- I just think that you're very compelling and, I have to say, it's not easy to be compelling when you're a lemon with just eyes and a mouth. I know. You know? And you know what? But it, I, I just, it works. I talk to people like I talk to my family or my friends. And I love that I'm talking to people that I don't know. I'm so much more comfortable talking to people that I don't know. I couldn't mm. do this on my, well, I don't even have personal Facebook anymore because I'm on Facebook, but. I couldn't do what I do on TikTok on my personal Facebook page to my friends and family. I would be embarrassed. Isn't that weird? That's so funny. Yeah, it would be too embarrassed. Although I will say, do you ever see the little character I do on my thing, Myrtle? Yes. Where I, you know, put on the face thing. Yes. um, You know, I feel when I'm doing Myrtle that it's not me and I can say anything. Well, when I do, when I do Annoyed Lemon, I feel the same way because I can get sassier if I get pissed off or something is silly or whatever. Um, I might not normally, imp- well, no, I still curse a lot in person too, but it's more. It's all right with me, honey. Okay. I do the same thing. <laughs> but I am the best at it. My husband is the, is the next, but my mother is the worst. Really? My mother's mouth. I, there's one TikTok I made where I recorded her. My followers, if they hear this, they'll know which one. And it's hysterical because she is 100% Italian from Hoboken, New Jersey. Right. So, and I grew up with that. And so mm. when we go there and visit with her, it's just, I have to be like, Ma, sh- like, tone it down. Tone it down yes, a little bit. Shut the fuck yes. up with the cursing all the fucking time. Like, not just, exactly. not just the fuck, but it's like, look at this twat over here. I'm like, Ma. <laughs> and I know my daughter doesn't even know what that is, but it's like, oh, I can't. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I get it from. Jeez, but I'm not that bad. It's funny when uh, my daughter once we were, it was very hard in New York City to do the drop off. Now I had this driver for a while and um, he was late a lot and he was, and so I go to get her in the car and they shush him away and he has to go all the way around the block in New York City and we're standing and it's so late that the teacher is there. When the car pulled away, apparently I said, God damn it, Jimmy. 
Yeah. And so then we're waiting. She's three or four years old, a pre-K or whatever. <laughs> and the teacher says, who are you waiting for? And she says, God <laughs> damn it, I'm waiting for Jimmy. <laughs> And I was so horrified, oh, you know, yeah. one of those parent moments when you just, Whoo! I know, I know. Yeah. yeah. Can I ask you, did you always have a love of reading or listening to books? When did you first get into the audiobook memoir scene? So Were you always, always interested? Yeah, I've always loved podcasts and audiobooks. Really, when I became a mom, doing mm. everything I got to do while listening to something, I have to always have the TV on. Something has to be on. I can't have silence. It's very unnerving for me. So that's how it started. And then over COVID was when I just was like every day, every day, listening to a book, finishing a book, listening to a podcast. And that's where it really started. Yeah. And and were your choice always were memoirs? And was it always celebrity no. memoirs or any memoir? I first was never a memoir. And then, this is going to sound crazy even for me to say it, I listened to Jessica Simpson's memoir, which came out right as COVID was happening, I think, or right before mm -hmm. February 2020, something like that. And it was so good. And I was shocked. Wow. Wow. And I went, that's when I went on my personal Facebook page to tell my friends and family, like, oh, you got to watch Jessica Simpson's. And they're like, get lost, you know, whatever. And then I, that's, I started and I do Jessica's on my page because it really is great. And then when I, mm talk about it on my TikTok account and other people are like, oh, Je you know, Jessica's memoir's fire or that memoir's great too. And there's all these other people that also are into memoirs like me. So right. it's a thing, I guess. And did you, did you read like The Glass Castle? The, no. Remember that about the mom? It's about a news uh, newswoman who was driving to a black tie event and in her limo, she looks out and sees her mother in the trash bin, homeless, going through as she's on to the oh, Emmys. Oh my goodness. It's a beautiful, it was a beautiful book. Wow. And I remember like sometimes I read a memoir and I'm, I'm so unbelievably connected mm -hmm. to the person that I try to make contact with them yeah. through, you know, TikTok now you can. Yes. Through, it's easier. Right. I mean, well, I if I was a child, you know, and there was TikTok access, I never would have went to school. Oh, I know it's bad. But I read yeah. um, on my page and we talked about it Uh I hope I pronounce his name right. Michael Checky Azalina, his memoir is called Your Table's Ready. And it's all about being a mater d' and coming up in the food and beverage industry in New York City, in like the biggest and best places where all the celebrities go or went wow. in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. It is one of the best memoirs ever. And I talked about it and my followers to this day will say, that's the best memoir you've gone over. And then he reached out to me. Thanking oh, me. Nice. I didn't even know how he, you know, and I was, it really meant a lot to him because he was getting older in the years and he couldn't continue. Food and beverage is tough. It, you know, sure. Yeah. Tough on Physical your body. Work. And he got to an age yes. where he's like, I can't do it anymore. And his kids were like, why don't you write a book, dad? And so he did. And it's fantastic. So, well, you'll have to tell me the name of this. Send that to me. Yeah. Your table's Be ready. It's called. Your table is ready. Yeah, okay. Great. Lori, write that down. Mm -hmm. I'd love to read that. Mm -hmm. I can't get enough of memoirs. Now, did you, I know you did. You, you went through the Jada Pickett book. What'd you think? Well, no, I didn't finish it yet. Oh, you didn't finish it? No. Did you? I started it and I, started, I felt but, uh, yeah, I didn't finish. You know, it was weird. Mm -hmm. I felt like we wouldn't be friends. Oh, wow. So it was hard for me yeah. to kind of I, like, yeah. I don't know. I couldn't get my way to seeing it without the frame that I have I already around. That's it. really hard. Some, sometimes 
There are some that I read and I'm like, I don't like this person too much. And I try to keep an unbiased opinion. And when I go over it on my page, I try to, I'm always respectful. I'm never like, just never, I don't allow my followers to do that if they don't like something. But yeah, I know what you mean. Sometimes there's some, you know, I'm not saying. Yeah. And it's not like she would want to be my, it's not like an insult necessarily. It's just, I, I felt like I couldn't kind of get in there. I don't know. Yeah, that happens sometimes too. And then there's times when you read one and you're like blown away by it and and then forever have, like for me, Paris Hilton's memoirs, it came out not that long ago. I will forever have a respect for her. For her. I agree. I had no idea. And I just hung out with her and, um, you know, I just told her how how much respect I have for her and how honest and and intelligent yes. and and gut-wrenchingly personal yes. the the book was and what it has done to help people yes. who have been through that horrific let's let's kidnap your kids yes. at night that, and then listen, you know she throw describes, them in a wilderness program yes. for 2 years and i they mean don't it's get insanity to come home. they don't get to come no. home for christmas or summer break that whole scene that she describes when she was pulled out of the bed, she thought she was being kidnapped in the middle of the night, dragged by her feet, men, by grown men, she's screaming. I was, I, I, w- I couldn't believe it. I yeah. couldn't believe it. I, I felt the same way. Yeah. I thought that was really, now I, I saw your annoyed lemon uh, TikTok yesterday about the Barbara Streisand oh, book my being goodness. 48 hours. Listen. Now, is that the longest book you were ever trying to listen to? Ever. Yes. I know you're going to do it. I have one three hours in. Okay. I'm going to show you. What do you think? Tell me so far. Notes. Those are your notes? You got some Streisand (laughs) comments. Oh, my goodness. It's great. The three hours I've listened to are great, but I'm nervous because it's a lot. And I don't know how to break it down for people. I don't, you know, but I will. It's really, really good. Yeah, she does a very really smart. great job at just describing her childhood in Brooklyn when she was young, and the, you know, her mother and her stepfather, and 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 the the restaurants and the bakeries and play, you know hanging out on the stoop and just it's really great. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, but it's forty eight hours. <laughs> well, yes, you know? I'm taking it over Christmas. That's going to be my thing over Christmas to read. Did you get the actual uh, physical book? They say, it's of course huge. I did. Yeah, of, yeah. Yes, it's it. It's like two Gideon Bibles, you know, <laughs> and, and one. And uh, but I, you know, I have adored her since I was born. Yeah, really, yes. And um, and I will consume anything that she puts her name to. Yeah. So I grew up with you know, her music. My mother every Saturday would cling to her music. My mother would dress like her. Mm. Um, I have, you know, I'm half Italian, half Jewish, like most people in the Northeast. And so I have my, my whole father's <laughs> side of the family loves her. I mean, come on, you know, so yeah, I'm excited it, to finish. And I don't think there'll ever be another one like that, you no. know. I, I, um, I think that it, it's so sh- shocking to me mm-hmm. when you realize the younger generation isn't really familiar with some of the defining performances of her life and career. I know. To have been alive while she was in her prime. Yeah, and they don't know. Like, it mm-hmm. has been such a gift to me as an entertainer, mm-hmm. as, you know, for somebody that you can go, 
Well, well, there is excellence right, right there. Yeah. And if you're going to strive to do this at all, mm-hmm. th- that's the level of excellence. Absolutely. You know? So I don't mind. Yeah. I'll sit through the 48 hours, girl. I don't mind. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I, as I said, she would put me to sleep because I can't listen to a book. I do but have to I will speed read it up. It. I had to put it on. No offense, Barbara. I speed them up, too. Because I'm like, oh, you do. You oh. do the double speed. Sometimes I do 2.0, which is the fastest you could go. <laughs> really? Well, because, you know, I just did Matthew Perry's. Oh. Oh, my God. We were friends, me and Matthew. That was you just know, the what a most beautiful heartbreaking man. memoir I've ever oh, read. And, and how brave of him and how mm-hmm. important and how, with the reality of his passing, mm-hmm. how wonderful that he got to do it and define himself it was, in his own um, terms, you know. On the day of his funeral, it was a year ago, almost to that day, I think maybe by that he released the memoir. Mm. And I was like, oh, geez, you know. But it's fantastic. And he did not use a ghostwriter. Right. He's a very smart guy, too, you know. Most of them do, which, and there's nothing wrong with that to, do, to use one. But he was so talented that he didn't need one. And it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Really, great. I've read it as well. Yeah. I read it. Mm-hmm. We we started to get to know each other during COVID because mm-hmm. we were in a group chat together, mm-hmm. and it lasted all three years. And wow. up until mm-hmm. you know the morning that he died, he posted in our group. Oh, Jesus! It's about ten of us, twelve of yeah. us, you know. Yeah. And uh, I just was so so sad, you mm-hmm. know. Fifty four, and when I sit here at sixty one, and I think, you know, where was I at fifty four? Did I have Dakota yet? Mm. Did I like? I was trying to imagine, yeah, you know, yeah. how long we get is like it's anyone's guess, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. life can change with a phone call, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. absolutely. But I'm I I felt guilty because when his passing was announced, I said, you know, okay, because people were people tag me, people call, you know on TikTok like yep, with something that's sure. relevant to you comes up. And they were like, oh, can you do his memoir? Can you do his memoir? And people had been asking me to do it. I have a list and I try to keep to it, but sometimes I can't. And so I said, I I came on and said I would do it, but I did feel really guilty that I didn't get to do it while he was here. Um, Mm. But I'm glad that I did it at all because it's fantastic. So I do think that he felt loved. Yeah. Yeah, and his I mean, parents really came came out with a beautiful foundation for him. Yes, yes. Yeah. you know, every bit family is complicated. I, 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 you know, assume it's a given, mm-hmm. right? Nobody gets out unscathed. Mm-mm. But, um, you know, he had this group of friends and his best friend is like my sister out here, Robin Roseanne. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she and he were like besties mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it's been hard for her. Yeah. And, um, yeah. But I just, I just, you know, it's yeah. just, it's sad. It's just sad. I think that's the best thing. When people ask me, sometimes on my page, they'll comment and be like, like, why do you care about these celebrities? You know, on TikTok, celebrities, you're probably one of the very yeah, few that... Suck. Yeah, you're one no, of the very right, few that they love. So sometimes I get that comment, like, who do you... Like, why do you care? Why do you worship these people? And girl, I don't worship them at all. I'm just... I love learning about people and a good story. I love it. When mm. I was a kid, I was... Going to when they used to call me Yenta because like I love just knowing everything, gossip yeah. and knowing. And that just, yes. I just love it, you know. And so, if somebody has a life well lived and experience, like please tell me, I want to hear about it. So, 
Yeah, well, you will love the Glass Castle. Okay, good. I wrote it down. So. You won't be able to put it down. Oh, good. It's one of those kind of books, good, good, you know? Good. Yeah. So, um, on the whole, what do you think of your TikTok experience? Do you think it's a it's a thing that's added tremendously to your life? Do you consider it a job? Do you <laughs> think of doing content? Are you in one of those ways you can get paid? I've never figured out how to I do, do that. But they have okay, so I have days where I'm enthralled in it because something happens. Right. Like, unfortunately, what happened with Matthew Perry, and then I'm like, I'm reading his memoir, and then I, you know, I read it or listen to it, and then I, I can't stop talking about it, and I talk about it. Right. So, I have days when that happens, and then I have days where I'm like, I got to, like, push myself, because mm. obviously, I don't love social media, because I don't even show my face. So, like, I'm not right, interested right. in, like, oh, this is, look at me, you know? Right. But, you don't, you're not interested in being famous for you. No, which is probably stupid. Like, some people, like, my husband's, like, you know, he wants me to be more business-minded about it, and it's hard for me mm -hmm. because I'm not motivated by that, which, or by money, right. which sounds like a cop-out, but it's so true. I just want to talk to people about, you know, whatever. Um, and so, there, there's days where it seems like a job, and I have to, like, push through. Um right. And then in between doing memoirs, I just comment on silly stuff on TikTok or whatever. And those are the moments that I feel like I get to know people that follow me because I try my best to comment as much as I can, you know, reply to the comments because I do have a following of people. It just seems so silly to me at times, too. I'm almost like in my real life, nobody really knows what I do. My husband knows. My mother kind of knows, though she doesn't understand TikTok. I've told my brother. <laughs> lucky for you. I lucky know, for you. she'd be commenting. Oh, God. I told my brother and he's like, yeah, okay. Like he doesn't really, I feel, and so I feel silly about it sometimes because I am a lemon on there. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> what the hell am I doing with this account? I do have, yeah. I am part of the creativity beta program. I don't fully yeah. understand how it works. Nor do I. I don't know. People keep saying, are you monetizing your TikTok? I'm like, I, I just learned how to do a stitch. <laughs> So I'm not going to be monetizing anytime They're soon. Like, I don't you, I don't understand. You have to do something and it has to be over this amount of yeah, minutes. It has to be over one People minute. have to stay for 60 seconds or something. Yes, and yes. And I don't know. You can't do a stitch and you can't do a duet, which I do them. So those videos you don't make money on. Then you can't do with it. It's a lot of rules. I don't know. I, have, yeah. I haven't gotten rich. So if it, you know, if anybody has any tips... <laughs> But, yeah, kind of. Call but us. Also, like, you know, I'm a, I work part time. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I have a daughter. I have a big fat Labrador. So it's like I can't get enthralled in it too much. Right. You have real life waiting. Well, for and you. then also when I make content, I make ten minute long videos, multiple parts. And so all I do is make content on TikTok. I I don't do a ton of scrolling. So. That hmm. keeps me from getting too wrapped up in it. And also, I have I think I see a lot of other creators get a ton of hate. Yeah. I don't get a ton of hate, and I think it's because now, do I don't show myself. I think that. No, well, I don't think it's about that. No. I, I think it's because you don't, you know, you're not mean-spirited. You're fair in your assessments. Well, you, yeah. Sometimes you I know, can get mean if it's nothing about a memoir. But other stuff, I've had a little couple, couple times. If someone's mean to me, like I'll, I'll clap back at them. Yeah, yeah. But I can't really do that anymore too many times, Rosie, because I get a lot of violations. Oh, yeah, I've gotten some violations <laughs> and I've myself. And i told that, you know, if I get another one, that's it. 
You know, my yeah, first ever I TikTok I made, I got a violation on it. Wow, because? Be- Sometimes it's hard to tell. Because I told Miss Bethany Frankel that she was wrong on her assessment of spare, and I got a violation and a block. Wow. Now, I know zero and I to, only had 80 to negative zero about Bethany Frankel. I never watched the show when she was on it. I, the only ones I saw were the Caroline Manzino in New Jersey. Oh, yes. I could relate to that family. Yes. But I don't know really anything about Bethany Frankel. See, I, yeah. And everyone I have meet on here has a horrible yes. Bethany Frankel yes. story. Because Tell me yours. So mine was, I think, like I said, it was my first ever TikTok. I think I even right. used a voiceover. I didn't even have my normal voices. I didn't know what I was doing. And sure. I just said, you know, you're wrong in his making fun of the title of the book because he was actually called this, right? Yeah, right. I might have said, like, you know... You know, you don't have you to, bitch from hell. You don't or have something? to be an asshole about it. The man's <laughs> right, porn is right. hard out. Something to that effect. Community guideline violation. Well, first the video took off. My first video got like thirty thousand views, and I'm like, "What in the wow. hell is this?" Because I'm used to Instagram where nobody sees anything you do. And then right. I'm like, "Well, I don't know if I like this because this is a lot. It's a lot of engagement, and I was never, you know, used to that on social media." And then, boom, I get the notice. Violation, harassing and bullying a celebrity. And I was like, oh my God, what did I do? I- harassing and yes. bullying a celebrity yes. is a special yes, there's a special, is a special category. Yes. And I thought, well, you know, it's funny when I report somebody like who's maybe pretending to be me yeah, and right. getting people to, to give them money, it's so sad, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, um, and I write, you know, this, this is crazy. Why are you doing this? And people, kind of go after them. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Which is kind of good. I mean, in maybe a way. that is what happens. I but all I know is I got the violation and then I got a block. So I don't know if it's from the team that does her stuff or her personally. Can I tell you something? <laughs> Any celebrity who tells you that their team does their TikTok or their Instagram, they're lying. Well, okay, thank you. I know the biggest celebrities in the world just like you and me are sitting home doing Good. that. That's what everybody thought. <laughs> but it's the so, truth. Yeah. Well, I don't know one person. I, I think Mark Ruffalo has, uh, because he does so many uh, wonderful causes, that he has someone kind of orchestrate yeah. his postings and whatnot, right. always because of, an, of a cause that he's supporting. Right, right, you know? yeah. I admire him so much, not just as an actor, but as a man. Yeah. He's a wonderful, yeah. wonderful man. Well, yeah, so yeah. that was, you know, and... That was your Bethany. It didn't go any further than that. She didn't try no. to get a, I mean, I a, wasn't, a cease and desist oh God, or anything. No. People ask me that all the time now because I wasn't going for anything personal. I was just like, what right. are you talking about? But what do you do with like big things like the war in Israel and Gaza? So, and what do you do? Do you just ignore or, well, or I didn't kind of at like. First. Okay. And I tried to come from a. I, and whenever I speak about something on my TikTok, and my followers know this, it's coming from a personal experience place. I'm not just going to talk out my ass like I know what I'm talking about, like so many people on TikTok do, and they don't know what they're talking. They don't know what they're talking about half the time. So right. I'm half Jewish, half Italian. I wasn't raised Jewish religiously. My father's on the Jewish side, so I was raised Catholic by my mother. But I go to, I went to all the things. All my cousins' bat mitzvahs, bar mitzvahs, Hanukkahs, Passover, seder's, whatever. So I have right. more of an understanding than the average person, right? So I took right. it 
from a place of this is what I know from what my personal experience. But also, that doesn't mean I support something wholeheartedly 100%. And so I try right. to do both sides. It, not both sides, right. but like just what I personally feel. It's a mess that I of turmoil I go through every day. I talk about it a little bit, and then I thought, I can't do this anymore because then you get crazy, wacky comments. Yeah. And I just said, that's it. You know what? I'm not an expert in this field. All I know is right. what I personally, and I watch the ones that are the experts or that know more than me. I, I'm not on here for people to hear. My, you know, people know, but that's it. Let's move it. Let me do, you know, that's when I was supposed to do Jada's book. Ah, and that's why I completely stopped. That's what happened, yes. Because it just got, I couldn't focus. Yes, it was, yes, I can imagine. So, well, listen, Annoyed Lemon, I find you delightful. Thank I you. really enjoy your um, TikTok, and I want everybody to go on Annoyed Lemon, follow her. Thank you, Rosie. And just enjoy uh, all of her memoir reviews, which are fantastic, and all of her little uh, life lessons <laughs> along the way. <laughs> Thank and, you so including much. Including Bethany Frankel. You gave her one or two. Bethany, I really uh, don't hate you, Bethany. It's just, you know. No, and I I don't even really know you. I, write I, I a don't memoir, know why, Bethany, and I'll read it. <laughs> write a new one. Write a new one, Oh, that's Bethany. right. She has a bunch. Okay. <laughs> I think she has seven. I'm not sure. Well, right. uh, you've been great, thank and you. thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Rosie. I appreciate it. You did a great it. job. Thank I'm you. proud of you. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. Stick around. We'll be back with questions from you, our wonderful listeners. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums 
to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How fabulous is that annoyed lemon? Smart and funny, and I want to thank her for doing my podcast. Okay, we've got two questions, and uh, the first one is from someone named Nate. Hit it, Nate. Hi, Rosie. This is Nate. Uh, First, I just want to say, like everyone, you have had such an incredible impact on my life. I want to thank you so, so, so much. Um, I grew up watching your show After school, I've always, always been drawn to you and all of the projects that you have been a part of. And, you know, I think it's so amazing that so many little gay kids like me um, were able to see you even when you weren't out um, to be able to have you on our screens. There was something that was clearly a kindred spirit, um, you know, and so even before I knew I was gay, I knew you were safe. Mm. So thank you for that. I also had the privilege of meeting you outside the Kennedy Center after your um, performance in The Music Man, which was amazing, and was able to talk to you at the stage door, which is so, so cool. And you were just lovely and took time to talk to all of us, which was so amazing. My question is about estranged relationships. I've been estranged for my parents for you know over a decade almost 11 or 12 years I'm 37 so that's a big chunk of my adult life and of course that's been hard on everyone and sad for a lot of reasons and at different times really really hard um but on the whole I think it's actually been good for me I think the distance was necessary and I think it helped create healthier safer boundaries for me However, my parents are getting older now um, and having health issues, and I'm starting to reevaluate that. Um, but it's scary. It's scary to think about reopening doors that were so hard to close and that were closed for important, necessary reasons. I have one sister who is older, and she has remained in touch with our parents Um and she's taking care of them in some ways now. And so I've been contributing by giving her money. And I feel like that's a way that I can help and also help my sister, but still have that boundary um, for my relationship with my parents and not wanting to cross that line yet. But I wonder what advice you might have. I know, you know, you're a parent, um, but also as a kid, you've experienced, you know, some things that I have too. And so I just wonder how you would recommend going about this kind of reevaluating of that estrangement. Um, I know it's a very common thing for people who maybe don't understand to say, listen, you only get one mom, you only get one dad, or when they're gone, you'll feel guilty or you'll wish that you would have fixed things. And, you know, that is a kind of guilt that, um, you know, isn't always true and doesn't always isn't always helpful to someone who's gone through a really, you know, unhealthy relationship. And so part of me really does not want to reopen doors. 
And in the time we've been apart, my dad has actually really become a, a strong Trump supporter um, and is very against, you know, my queer identity, but also just all the values I have basically. And so it's also hard to like reopen something who, you know, this man is someone that I would not want in my life otherwise, would not be friends with. We don't have uh, the same values. And yet I do feel this kind of guilt and I feel pressure from, you know, everywhere that, that I should be making amends with him. Um, it might be easier with my mom. They're divorced and so they live separately, but they're both aging and both having health issues. And so I feel like it's time to reconsider this relationship, but it's scary. And so I would love to hear your thoughts. Thank you for always being a part of my life uh, and for all you do. Um, thank you. You're the sweetest. That's such a beautiful, beautiful message. And thank you for all the thought and details that you put in there. You know, I can only talk about my own experience. And, um, you know, I was estranged from my dad for, boy, I, I would guess over 20 years. And when he was sick and dying, um, you know, my two older brothers, there are five children. My two older brothers went to see him and you know, then it went to the funeral, but myself, my sister, and my younger brother did not. And, you know, I will say that a lot of people told me that I would regret it, that I would regret it once he passed. And, you know, I, I didn't regret it. I felt the same feelings that you're feeling. First of all, when you said safe, where you needed to get someplace safe, you know, if you have found a way to safety after a childhood like ours, You've done an incredible thing for yourself and for those who you love. You know, I, uh, I don't regret it, although I sometimes think of my father now that I'm 61. I saw him one time since my children were born, which was 28 years ago, um, but he never met my children. He never saw my children. I, I, uh, I kept them separate and... I don't regret that at all. You know, if your mom and dad are separate, if you can find any way in your heart to reach out to your mom, maybe through a letter, you know, maybe just, you know, I'm thinking of you and I know it's been a long time and I know my sister is there helping and I've tried to help in, in, in the ways I can and I just wanted to touch base and then leave it in her corner, you know, but you don't have to have any relationship that doesn't serve you now because you're a 37-year-old adult man, and you sound very loving and very kind, and, um, you know, you're, you're allowed to take care of yourself, Nate. Thank you for saying that I was there for you, even when I was not out. You had a sense, and I love that when people your age come over to me and say, you know, I didn't even know I was gay, but I knew there was something about you that I connected to, and, you know, it just makes me so happy. It really does, and it, it makes me feel like there was a bigger purpose to that show and, and to that job. And, and you are the result of, the, of that. And uh, I thank you, Nate, for writing me, for coming to see me and for being kind afterwards and, uh, and still now. So happy holidays, my friend. Do your best and don't beat yourself up because keep your life safe and grounded in uh, the reality you've created for the last decade. And, um, you know, some doors are meant to stay shut. 
All right, that was heavy, but that was good. And we got one more coming in. Who we got this one? I think it's Mary. Hit it, Mary. Hello, Rosie. Mary from Ottawa here. I'm also a 62 baby, fourth of five kids. Same cultural references, but without the family drama. Anyway, I used to listen to your show all the time and called in many times on the phone line because I too was adopting a bunch of kids while you were. And you were my lifeline at that time, and I thank you so much. So I just listened to your interview with Angela Tucker, and there was a discussion of kids needing to see themselves in somebody else. My four children have the same birth mother. However, they all have different birth fathers, and none of them could care less if they saw each other in themselves. I'm wondering if your kids feel the same way as Angela seemed to feel, and if any of them have birth siblings, if they've met them, and if that helped them at all. Thanks for the podcast. I'm enjoying it a lot. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Mary. Thanks. And thanks for listening to that Angela Tucker interview. So often, as you know, people who place babies for adoption are in crisis. And sometimes those crises don't ever get healed. And they remain consistent even after the 20 years or 18 years pass. So I don't think my children feel that way. We've discussed it a lot. And so I think it's individual with each child, you know. Some of my kids don't really have very much interest or they might have like looked up or did an internet search and an email, but so far that that's not. Now, I have always said I would be more than happy to help you find your birth family if you want at any time when you're an adult after over 18. And they know that I'm open to it. They know that I have volunteered to take them and wait in the car. And like, I will do whatever it is that will, will soothe or ease whatever angst they have, but they don't seem to have very much adoption trauma. So who knows, but read the book. It's very fascinating. And, and I hope that you and your children have a wonderful holiday season and that uh, they know that love makes a family, not blood, you know? Or not only blood. How about that? Thank you, Mary. Thank you so much. I love hearing from all of you people. And it's so hard with the time constraints here that we're only able to get like one or two in each episode. But our first show back after the holiday break will be me answering just your questions and comments from all of you. We're going to do a whole hour of that. Old ones, new ones, how many we can fit in one show? That's the goal. So send your voice memos to onwardrosie at gmail.com. But uh, before we have the hiatus, we have one more fabulous episode with my very close friend of 30 years, the incredibly talented Sam Harris. Sam was the grand champion of Star Search, and that's where it all started in 1983. Then on to Broadway, we did Grease together, and he did so many Broadway shows. He's won so many awards, records, and books. He's an amazing author. Just wrote the screenplay of, of his latest book that we're going to talk all about, which I, I loved, absolutely loved. And you should get that for, uh, for the holiday season. So that's next week with Sam Harris on Onward with Rosie O'Donnell. Hey, it's still Hanukkah. So a happy, healthy, and peaceful one to everybody, especially all those in the Mideast. May peace prevail next year. Please, God. Thank you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. We'll see you next time. Peace out.
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.